I think back to one of my older episodes, episode three, uh, RWP, Russell Westbrook problem. And when I when I saw when I saw the headline, and I just heard I heard what he said. It's immediately what I thought of. Um, just as a preface, you know this Westbrook and Harden thing. It's not going to work. People might argue, oh, they were teammates before. Okay, when they were teammates before, Harden was the sixth man. And no one thought he'd be the guy that he was today. Um, so here, here's the article. It just... This, this, is, really, this is really just too hilarious. Okay, the, the Rockets are going to be very interesting to watch. I have I have no high expectations for them. I think they'll make the playoffs just because of the talent they have. Um but overall I I I see nothing happening. Okay, so this was written on July 26th and it's by Royce Young who, you know, he know, he knows his stuff. He's a he's a good NBA insider. And it's titled Westbrook ready to sacrifice for Rockets in a title. Yeah, I'm 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 sure that's actually going to happen. All right. Only a few minutes into his introductory introductory news conference, Russell Westbrook said something Friday that would have caused a collective spit take around the NBA just a few weeks ago. I only care about one team, Westbrook said, and that's the Houston Rockets. After spending his first 11 seasons with the Oklahoma City Thunder, Westbrook officially embarked on a new chapter Friday. It was a somewhat surreal image, Westbrook dressed in Rockets colors with general manager Daryl Moore sitting to his right. To get something great, you've got to give something, give up something great. Um, okay. I don't know of anyone who would describe the Thunder as great. Maybe he loved the city and, you know, I've, I've never been there. I hope I, I don't, I don't know. I've never been there, so I I don't know what could be great about there, but I'm indifferent on that. That's what Maury said. Uh, to get something great, you've got to give up something great, Maury said. The Rockets traded Chris Paul in future draft compensation to Oklahoma City on July 11th, reuniting Westbrook with former Thunder teammate James Harden. We've been friends for many, many years, Westbrook said of Harden, since I was 10, actually. So we've played with each other in Oklahoma City, and to be able to win something, you've got to be willing to sacrifice some parts of your game and we both understand that we both understand that we have one common goal and that's to win a championship we understand what we have to do i'm not worried about it and i know james isn't worried about it i can play off the ball i don't have to touch the ball to impact the game oh really that's the best way for me to come in and impact this team i can do other things on the floor to make sure we have a better chance to win Westbrook and Harden played together for three seasons in OKC, culminating in 2012. Harden, who won NBA Sixth Man of the Year award that season, was traded to the Rockets before the beginning of the 2012-13 campaign. And that was because the uh, Thunder didn't want to pay him what he was asking for. Westbrook was already on was already an all-star at the time, but both players established themselves as franchise players winning MVPs and making NBA history along the way. Westbrook and Harden share confidence about making the pairing work in Houston because of their familiarity with each other. 
but they were significantly different players when they were last teammates. That's a very true statement. Uh, I'll fit right in, personally, Westbrook said. No, you're not. Floor spread, it gives me the opportunity to attack, penetrate, kick. Defensively, it'll give me an opportunity to switch and guard and rebound at a high level. Push the break, get us, get us out on the break, a lot of different things. I think the style of play is great, something I'm looking forward to. Just getting out in space in the open floor, shooters all around and playing that way. Westbrook and Harden are two of the most ball-dominant players in the NBA history, and that's where I'm going after this. Both primarily have handled the ball and dictated offense for their teams while also affecting the game with scoring and rebounding. Westbrook has won two scoring titles and led the league in assists the past two seasons. Harden has won the past two scoring titles last season, averaging 36.1 points per game. The biggest strength, I think, of Coach D'Antoni and his staff is what guys are good at and putting them in ways to succeed, but not saying what they need to change, but figuring out how to utilize their strengths, Maury said. That's what Mike's done better than any coach I've ever worked with. When you've got two MVPs, it's a lot to work with. The trade sending Westbrook to Houston came together quickly and it was and was a direct ripple effect of Paul George's requesting a trade from the Thunder a few days into free agency and joining Kawhi Leonard with the LA Clippers. And that's going to be my next topic. Uh, after the Thunder moved George, they accelerated conversations with Westbrook about his future with the franchise. And both sides agreed that the best outcome was a trade this summer. Houston was the primary desired destination for Westbrook, mainly because of Harden, who played a part in advocating for the deal. James is persistent if he wants something done, and we had conversations and we always talked about talked throughout the season. So it was definitely a process, an easy process for me, Westbrook said. Not a hard decision at all. So we clearly know what that means. That means he was already thinking about leaving. Okay, so that's you know, just OKC fans, just think about that. He was that this clearly means he was already thinking about leaving. Because there was no chance. James Harden was going to go to OKC, not from Houston. That that was not going to happen. Maury laughed when Westbrook mentioned Harden's persistence. You guys said it came together quickly, but it didn't happen quick enough for James, Maury said. Westbrook had been seen as a likely lifer in OKC, especially after pledging his loyalty following the 2016 departure of Kevin Durant to the Golden State Warriors. Westbrook signed an extension that summer to provide stability to the franchise, and then he resigned a new five-year Supermax extension the next summer, planting his flag seemingly for the long term. Westbrook and the Thunder had engaged in conversations about his future after the 2018-19 season, with an understanding that a change may be necessary at some point, though the expectation was that the talk would be tabled until at least after 2019-2020. But with circumstances changing, Westbrook and the Thunder were both ready to move on. It's tough, Westbrook said. It's something that will always, that will stay with me the rest of my life. Basically, I grew up there in OKC. And that's one thing you have to think about when these players, you know, they get drafted 18, 19 years old. And Westbrook now, I want to say he is 30. Yeah, he's 30. So that, you know, it's pretty crazy, you know, these players actually, they actually do grow up. Like he spent a decade of his life growing up in the public light in a in a small town. Um, because I basically grew grew up there in Oklahoma City, 
18 years old in OKC, and the people, the organization, never done me wrong. They always stood up for me and my family, always had my back, and I'm very, very grateful, and I don't take that for granted. Like I said, Sam and Mr. Clay Bennett, OKC's owner, Coach Scott Brooks, Coach Billy Donovan, the whole staff, everybody over there always had my best interests, and I can't do nothing but be thankful and grateful for what they did for me and my family. The Westbrook Rockets partnership is ironic since he has been ridiculed and despised by the Houston fan base perhaps more than any other. Westbrook and Harden went head-to-head in 2016-2017 for the MVP award, with Morey loudly campaigning for Harden and against Westbrook. On Friday, however, in a nearly 20-minute opening news conference, Westbrook flashed his trademark charm, affirmed his commitment to play hard every night, and spoke openly about the desire to win a championship. But there was one more thing he wanted his fans, his new fans to know. That I'm a nice guy, Westbrook said with a smile. Obviously, when I play the game, I'm going to compete. I'm going out to win, and I don't care how that looks. Okay. So let, let's just let's just go over a few stats. Okay. Alright. So let's just let's just go over this right here. Okay, so Westbrook's career started in 2008-2009. Um Okay. And now it's 2018 you know, 2019, and we're going to be going into the 2019-2020 season. Okay, so he spent, you know, he he spent he spent a long time there. Okay, so let's so here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over his usage percentage over the years. Okay, I'm not, and I'm gonna round up to the nearest to the nearest number: 26, 26, 32, 33, 33. 30, 34, 38, 32, 42, 34, 31. Okay, so his average is about 33% over his career. That's his usage rate, okay? So usage rate, if you aren't if you don't really know what that means, it's pretty much um an estimate of the the percentage of the plays that a team uses and fo- they focus on that player while he's on the floor. So pretty much if they were to run, so pretty much you could say this last year, um, if they ran a hundred plays, um, Westbrook had 31 of them. So you could, you could pretty much say that. Just think of it that way. Okay. So that's, that's a, that's a, that's almost a third. That's almost a third. He averages about a third. For his career. Now let's go to James Harden. Okay. And and you know here's the thing. People think people think oh. You know you don't like Westbrook. Okay I'm going to admit. Not really. I mean I love that he plays hard. But he's not really a thinker. When it comes to playing hard. Because he'll shoot. And it's a shot that he should not take. But he takes anyway. So, okay, here we go. Okay. So, uh, Harden is 29. Um, here, here's his usage rate. Usage rates, rate, rage percentage, percentages over the year. Uh, 20, 20, 22. That's at OKC. Okay. So those three, 20, 20, 
and 22 is that's that's at OKC. 2012-2013, he's at uh, Houston, and this dramatically changes because he's been an all-star every single year since he's been there. Okay, now listen to the change. 29%, uh, 28%, 31%, 33%, 34%, 36%, and then last year, 2018, 2019, 41%. 41%. That's that's almost, that's almost, that's almost 50%. That means... Pretty much every other play, he he was the 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 ball was going through him. The offense was being run through him. So you have two you have two dudes who they did play who did who did play with each other, but a lot has changed since that happened. You know the NBA the NBA is different. Kobe's retired. Tim Duncan's retired. You know, just just many just many things have changed. You know that be, so between these, just based off last year's percentages, that's seventy percent. Just two players. Okay, so it's going to take them a long time to to work this out. I understand, and see, here's what people need to understand. You know, people, you know, they players can talk about, oh, you know, we're friends. That does not mean anything. That just means you have a friendship and you have a relationship um, on and off the court. But here's the thing. Friendships don't necessarily equal, you know, compatibility on the court. You can be you can be best friends with someone, but working with them just is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. This is this is not something. Now, talent-wise, this is tremendous. Chemistry. This, I. If I were to give talent, if I were to give the talent, this duo a talent, a uh, a great talent, it'd be an A plus. Chemistry. D minus or F. These dudes can play. These are both. Very, very talented players. But, I mean, you have a guy, Westbrook, Westbrook is stubborn. Okay? It's been, it's been rumored that he's, that he's not coachable. Okay? And, you know, if you, you know, you've, you've pretty much been there since you've been 18. That, that's just a really long time. To be looked at and to be analyzed and, it's you know it's it's pretty it's pretty much true. Now here's another thing I want you guys to listen to. Here's another here's another stat that I don't I don't know if you guys okay. So this is on this is from stats.nba.com. So I looked up you know for 2018 2019 uh, the regular season. I just I I want to see you know touches the number of touches. Okay, that players um, usually get during the game. Okay, Westbrook and Harden are in the top five. It's Nikola Nikola Jokic, 
Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Ben Simmons. Westbrook gets 91.2. Harden is 87.2. Okay, time of possession for Westbrook. It's about 8 seconds. James Harden is 9 seconds. Both of their games involve, you know, putting the ball between their legs like 12 times. 10, 12 times. This is, this is not a match made in heaven. I don't see it going anywhere. Now, will they win games? Yes. But I think there's going to be a lot, I think there's going to be a lot of turmoil and there's going to be a lot of anger and frustration within that locker room. And it's going to, it's going to show on the court because Westbrook, Westbrook is an emotional guy and he, he shows his emotion, his emotions. You know what he's thinking. Um, this, this is just not something that you really, you really want to happen. Don't get me wrong. They can play. Them just playing together is not the best idea. I, I, I don't see how they can make it, you know, work. So, because I was looking, uh, I was looking at, uh, you know, Westbrook's, Westbrook stats for last season. This is uh, basketballreference.com. Highly recommend their website. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but, but here you go. Okay. Points. Uh, Westbrook had 22.9, so almost 23. Uh... Five turnovers, half a block, two steals, uh, 11 assists, 11, uh, uh, 11 rebounds altogether, defensive and offensive. But here, here's what you need to look at. Westbrook and Harden both like to get rebounds. Okay, so what are they, okay, so what are they gonna do? Okay, you know, let me get my, uh, you know, let me get, Okay, I want the rebound. No, I want the rebound. And it's gonna, it's gonna kind of be like, okay, you know, because yeah, here's what, here's what you have to remember. All right, Westbrook is coming off two seasons where he averaged a triple double. 2017-2018, it was twenty five, ten, and ten. This past year. 2018, 2019, 23, uh, 11, and 11. Okay, so that's kind of that's how Westbrook, that's kind of his legacy. His legacy will be associated with stat stuffing. It won't be associated with winning because Westbrook doesn't win in the playoffs. Um, he's, a hard, he's a hard guy to play with. I I I don't see this working out. Now I will I will say this: the Warriors are in a rebuild, so that will affect that will affect things. But this is also a rebuild for the Rockets. This is this is huge. You were taking two ball centric stars and saying putting them both in the backcourt and saying work it out. 
That that's that's essentially what you're doing. And it's like, man, I I don't see this working out. Chris Paul, he was a hard guy to he was a hard guy to get along with. You know, he's you know, he's rumored around the league of being, you know, a micromanager. I think personally, I think Chris Paul will make a fantastic coach one day. I think he'll be I think he'll be an assistant for like a couple years and then he'll and then he'll have his own head coaching position. I think he'll make a fantastic coach. But Chris CP3 was hard to play with. Westbrook is hard to play with. Stars were not attracted to play with him. Okay, yeah, yeah, Paul George, but you know, he Okay, Carmelo, he wanted out. But then again, Carmelo is like weak sauce now. It's just, I, I don't see that, I don't see this working out at all, at all, because how, how can you have, how, how can you have these two players who both naturally just want the ball? They both, they both. He said, Westbrook says that he can play off the ball. It's like, okay, just because of your athleticism and because of your skill, you probably can. But it's not, it's one, it's not not preferred, and you haven't done it in a long time. Here's the thing. Westbrook, he still can't, he still doesn't have a shot. And free throws, he's not... You know, that's been going down over the years. 2016, he was shooting 85%. 2017, uh, excuse me, 2016, 2017, he was shooting 85%. 2017, 2018, he was shooting 74%. 2018, 2019, he's shooting 66%. Okay, we already know he has to go in to, you know, to get his shots. Because when you look at his three point percentage, he's never he's never had a three ball. He's never had it. Twenty seven percent, twenty two percent, thirty three percent, thirty two percent, thirty two percent, thirty two percent, thirty percent, thirty percent, thirty four percent, thirty percent, and twenty nine percent. Those are not good numbers. So people already people already know Westbrook's going to drive and yes he's very athletic. He's very quick. But he's also he also doesn't take smart shots. Here's here's what's going to happen. Here's a big problem. When it comes time for the final shot, who's taking it? Westbrook has a tendency to take shots in the end of the game and they're very very poor shots. It's just like Westbrook Russell, what did you see? What, what what were you actually trying to do? What was the actual plan there? You you just you really got to look at these things. I I don't see it happening. I don't see I don't see this working out. Now I'll say this: if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But ba- but having watched the NBA, you know, I remember watching the NBA. At least since I was four or five. Now being twenty, 
you know, that's 15 years of watching basketball. Okay, and I, I'm very familiar with Harden's game and Westbrook's game. This this is not going... This is not going to work out. It, it, I, it's, it's not going to happen. Now, it, it, call it unfair. Call it, you know, you know, there are some Rocket fans that are saying, oh, no, you know, you'll see. It's like, okay. Do I think eventually they'll get it together? I think eventually they will come to a point where things are better. I think instead of being, their chemistry being an F or a D minus, it'll be like a C. But both of these players have big egos. Both of these players want the ball. Okay, they they like their touches. Both are in, both are in the top five. Okay, let's look at let's look at Harden's stats. Okay, he man, I I I, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, points, uh, 9, 12, uh, no, 10, 12, 17. That's why he was at OKC. Okay, then, then the trade happened, and that's where he came alive. 26, 25, 27, 29, 29, 30, and 37. Wow. That's, you know, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot of scoring. All right, assists. You know these past the past two seasons, he got uh, nine. He averaged eight point eight, so nine assists. Then last season, uh, eight assists, seven point five. Rebounds, uh, five point four, six point six. So these 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 numbers are you know pretty high. You know it's not like he's trying to he's going out there trying to get triple doubles or anything like that, but. You just you just have to understand with these these usage rates and these number of touches, I don't see this working out. I could very I could very, very easily see Westbrook being gone after this next year. I could very easily see that. It I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Now, I got a now I got I'll admit, I got a lot of predictions wrong when it came to the NBA playoffs. This was a very this was a very weird playoffs. And you know, I'm not I'm not making excuses, but one reason that it was just so weird was that you know there's no LeBron. I've been we've been used to seeing LeBron in the in the playoffs and the finals. That didn't happen this last year. So it was just so different. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. If I'm wrong, I will make an I'll have an episode. And admit I'm wrong. And and let me just say this. According to basketball reference, okay, James Harden, he's been point guard twice in in seasons. 2009, the 20 the, his rookie year. To uh, 2015 and 2016, he was a shooting guard. So that's seven. That's seven years. 2016, 2017, he became he was put as a point guard. 
2017-2018, he went to a shooting guard. 2018-2019, he went back to a point guard. So he's still not really used to this whole point guard thing. Now, Westbrook, he's never... He's... He's never been shooting guard. He's always been the point guard. I I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll see if they prove me wrong. But as it sits right now, I don't see myself being wrong. I just I don't see myself being wrong on this one. Okay. Next topic. Uh this is also by Royce Young and this was written Thursday July 25th. GM George claimed Thunder wanted trade was not true. Now, I heard about I heard about this in uh I heard about this in the car. Uh I want to say it was I want to say it was Friday when I really when I actually heard his words. I saw I saw the headline, but I didn't hear his actual words until Friday. Um, that, that, here's the thing, each, each side is going to do what's best for them, okay, to me, Paul George is just not the brightest guy in the world, um, he decided to stay, remember, remember when they had that whole, uh, that whole thing? Where it was like a party and it was, you know, he said he announced that he was staying in OKC and everyone just went crazy. That was at the party. Okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Actually, actually, before that, I'll say this. When the Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook and Carmelo thing happened, I said, I tweeted out. When I saw the headline, I was like, this is not going to work. I said, it's not going to work. And one guy from my high school, he's like, bro, you know nothing about basketball. Like, you're just wrong. Like, they're all balls. And I'm like, I'm like, they all want the ball. There's only one ball in basketball. There's a, you, only get, you only get to play with one. When one person has it, that means the other nine players on the court don't have it. Okay? So that was so I'm just saying I'm just, you know, that doesn't really have anything to do with this. I'm just saying, you know, just bragging a little bit that I got that right. Okay. So here it is. Speaking publicly for the first time since trading stars Russell Westbrook and Paul George, OKC Thunder general manager Sam Presti expressed appreciation for both players. But he also disagreed with George's claim that the decision to deal him was mutual. I think the world of PG. I think everybody knows that, Pressy said. I know that he had used the term mutual. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because that would infer that we were waiting to trade Paul George. Which I think most people would agree that probably wasn't on the top of our offseason priority list. Here's the thing. You're OKC. You are in a small... Okay. First of all, you're 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 in a small market. Okay, if you want if you went up to if you I believe if you went up to a hundred Americans and asked if you asked 
these hundred Americans point to the state of Oklahoma. How many do you actually think would be able to do it? Because it's not like, you know, New York, California, Florida, Texas, um, you know, states, states like that, that pretty much everyone, you know, most Americans know where it is. Okay, OKC, it's a small market. So obviously OKC is going to say, hey, you know, we, you know, we don't want to trade them because they, because what you're trying to do, you're trying to keep superstars. You're trying to draw superstars. The only thing the Thunder now have is an aged, injury-prone Chris Paul. That's all they that's all they really that's all they really got. You know, you got Steven Adams. He's great. He's fantastic. He's a big man. But this this that you really have nothing. You really have nothing. Back to the article. But I would say that it was not, you know, that it wasn't advised at all. I also, and I also fully respect the way that it was handled. And the fact that we were able to make it work in a way that benefited the franchise made it something that we could do. At his introductory news conference with the LA Clippers on Wednesday, George said the trade process between him and the Thunder was collaborative, with the two sides working hand in hand, and that it was a mutual thing between both of us, that the time was up and we both had ideas of doing things differently. George requested a trade from the Thunder a few days into free agency, with the Clippers, his preferred destination, to go in tandem with Kawhi Leonard, who recruited George to join him. I was actually I was actually in LA yesterday and I saw I saw a uh, a billboard. Uh, actually, it wasn't LA; it was Long Beach, and it was a billboard of. Uh, you know, Kawhi and, Kawhi and PG, and I'm like, oh, yeah. We'll see what happens here. Um, the players have the freedom to be able to talk and recruit, and there's nothing limiting that. And that obviously changed the game for us. Okay, see, here, see, I'm going to go back to the tampering thing. See, right here, the GM, the G, a GM just says the players have the freedom to be able to talk and recruit. Okay, technically, players talking to each other and doing things like that, that's, you know, that's tampering. But obviously, as we all know in the NBA, and if you follow the NBA, you can't stop tampering. You can't do it. It just, it just doesn't work. Because, you, you know, here, and here's proof of why tampering, te- you know, does happen, okay? When July when July one hit, every 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 single year, when when free agency begins, most of the deals are already done. They're just announced and tweeted out by teams and you know, Woj and Shams and uh, you know, NBA insiders. The deals are done. They, the deals have long been done. It it has, you know, there's nothing with these guys where, you know, they it's not like free agency starts and they say, okay, negotiations begin now. Because technically that's what free agency means. Free agency means now I'm a free agent, now I can go out, 
me and my camp can go out and talk to other teams. But when July 1 hits, the deals are done. Well, I mean, what are they having? 30 second conversations? And then they immediately, you know, call up Woj or Shams and they say, hey man, you know, tweet, you know, we, we got this done, tweet it out. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. These, these deals and these ideas and these partnerships and these alliances are set up way in the beginning. Way in the, be- way in the beginning. So, uh, anyway, continuing on. But I feel really good about the fact that we were able to make it work for everybody and figure out a solution. Because based on just looking down the runway, we were probably going to be faced with that scenario probably after the following season. He would have, he would have had one year left on his contract at that point in time. And although we may have had more time to plan, I don't think we were going to be in a position to be able to recoup the value that we were able to in that particular situation. Uh, Paul George, Paul George is a, he's a 1B. He, he's your, he's, at best, your number two guy. He's not a leader. Okay, he spent he spent a lot of his years at Indiana. Okay, and he was the number one guy. So you're in the East. The East was much easier than the West. Okay, so he find you know he finally he came to the West. Uh, he was the number two guy, and you know that didn't really work out. So now he's going here to be probably the number two guy again with the Clippers. Okay, I I don't see. Now I will say this: the Clippers, the Clippers are going to be some serious contestants, man. They have, I mean, just look look at the pieces. Look at the pieces, Paul George. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Lou Will, Patrick Beverly. Just those four are awesome pieces. So you have two, two all-stars. One, one that has multiple championships. So you got, you got someone with championship experience. And then you have Lou Will, one of, like, one of the greatest six men of all time. And then you have, uh, what's his name? Patrick Beverly. That is, that, that's huge. The Clippers are going to be a tough out. A tough out. If the, I'm just saying, don't be surprised if the Clippers win this year. Don't be surprised. Cause here, cause here's my problem. With, when you have, uh, you, like you have LeBron right now. LeBron's in LA and Anthony Davis came. Okay, they're gonna have to work that out. Because one, here's what you have to remember about LeBron. We don't know how healthy he is. We have no clue how healthy he is. We don't know if his groin's going to bother him. We don't know if it's going to be like last season. You know, you just got, you have so many new pieces that are gone. You have a new coach. So when people say, oh, you know, the Lakers are the favorites to win the champion, to be, to win the championship. I have one question for them. What are you actually smoking? Because look, because the Lakers, the um, the Lakers still have no vision. There's still no president of basketball operations. Okay, so there's no guy at the top. There's no one. There's no person 
with the vision that they're following, okay? On the bench, you have uh, Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, Lionel Hollins. That th- Those are three head coaches. You, The Lakers pretty much have three head coaches. And if you want to add LeBron as being a coach, that's four coaches. And you have a new star, Anthony Davis. The Lakers have so they have so much to figure out right now. I I don't see the Lakers doing anything next season. So this is the this is the year for the Clippers, and I I can't wait to see what they do. But you know we'll definitely see what happens, and when it comes time when it comes time for the playoffs, easily the Lakers. Okay, I'll say this: the Lakers will be in the playoffs. I believe. I believe that I believe they're that skill, but when it comes to the Clippers, I say they'll be no lower than the three seed. This is this is this is it for the Clippers. They, I mean, they they are fantastic. I think. I mean, it could be Clippers Nuggets. I'd say Clippers and Nuggets are in the top are in the top two. I would say. All right, so. You know, let's let's just let's just see what happens. I can't I can't wait for next season. Um the the kickoff the kickoff of the NFL season and the tip off of the NBA season are two of the greatest days in the year. They're almost like holidays for me. So, you know, I can't I can't wait to see what happens. And you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. But for the moment in time, this is where I